Welcome back to the House Call Doctor's Quick and Dirty Tips for Taking Charge of Your Health. I'm your host, Dr. Rob. Today's podcast will cover the subject of seasonal allergies. Many different things cause allergies, but today's podcast will cover the less serious seasonal allergies. I'll explain the more serious allergies such as latex allergy, bee sting, penicillin, and peanut allergies in the next podcast. So, what causes allergies? Allergies occur when the immune system mistakenly identifies benign substances, like pollen, as being dangerous. The primary soldier in the immune system is the white blood cells. White blood cells fight against external threats in two steps. First, they identify that threat, and secondly, they destroy it. So how does the body know what is and what is not a threat? Well, the body has pre-programmed ideas in its DNA that tell what is dangerous and what is not. A healthy immune system not only knows not to attack parts of the person's own body, it also knows to ignore things that are not harmful, such as helpful bacteria that are in the colon and foreign proteins you get from food or from other substances. But sometimes the immune system gets it wrong, and that's where the trouble starts. Once the white blood cells identify something as potentially dangerous, they act to neutralize it. The first defense the body has is in the form of antibodies. Antibodies are special proteins that are present in the bloodstream and in the respiratory and digestive tracts. These proteins can recognize unwelcome invaders, known as pathogens. Each antibody is specially made to recognize only one pathogen, and that pathogen only on a specific part of it, known as the antigen. An antibody is like a key that will only fit into a certain lock, that lock being the antigen. Once an antibody binds to the antigen on the foreign invader, it calls the white blood cells over to neutralize it. After the antibodies do their duty and mark the bad guys, white blood cells work by either engulfing them or breaking them apart into harmless substances. The white blood cells also release substances that alert the rest of the body to do what they can to fight off dangerous invaders in other portions of the body. These substances have fancy names like interleukin and leukotrienes, but there is one of the names that you should actually recognize, histamine. Seasonal allergies occur when the body is invaded by that most dangerous of substances, pollen. Pollen can come from trees, grasses, or other plants, but they happen because the pollen is small enough to float around in the air. The body works to fight off airborne invaders by putting up defenses in the respiratory tract, specifically in the nose. In certain people, their bodies have decided that the pollen is a big old threat and so put a bunch of antibodies against the pollen in the person's nose. The pollen's just trying to make baby trees or grass. It's not trying to hurt us, but for some reason the body thinks otherwise. The histamine is released, causing swelling of the tissue in the nose as well as increased mucus production. And the histamine also makes you itch. The typical seasonal allergy, given the misleading name hay fever, is a very common thing. Up to 40% of children and 10 to 30% of adults have symptoms from seasonal allergies. For some reason, these numbers are increasing. Doctors use the phrase allergic rhinitis to describe the runny and stuffy nose that is the bane to allergy sufferers. I have my own phrase for these symptoms, however, job security. Itchy and watery eyes and sneezing are also common symptoms, and the histamine also causes swelling of the face, which results in the dark circles under the eyes known as allergic shiners. 
The treatment for allergies depends on the severity of the symptoms. If you can put up with a runny and itchy nose every spring and fall, then more power to you. There's no medical reason to treat it. But often the symptoms are not only a major nuisance, they can also lead to infections like sinus infections or ear infections. And in certain people, they can lead to a worsening of their asthma. People with bad enough symptoms will want to be treated. The first line of treatment for seasonal allergies are the antihistamines. Antihistamines block the release of histamine from the white blood cells and so can prevent all the annoying allergy symptoms. Unfortunately, any medication taken by mouth is distributed all over the body, not just where it's needed. And so these medications can have significant side effects. Older histamines, like Benadryl, are significantly sedating. One study actually showed that people taking Benadryl were more impaired driving than those who had drunk too much alcohol. Fortunately, newer antihistamines like Claritin, Allegra, Zyrtec, and others are less sedating, although some people get side effects even from these medications. All antihistamines are best if taken regularly as they prevent the release of histamine and don't help nearly as much once the histamine's been released. Nasal sprays that contain steroids are gaining popularity as a treatment for allergies as these go into the nose where most of the symptoms are and reduce inflammation, but they don't go into the bloodstream to cause bad side effects. Many studies have shown that these medications, drugs like Flonase and Nasacort, which can be gotten only with a prescription, are very safe and probably more effective than antihistamines in reducing the nose and eye symptoms from allergies. The downside with nasal sprays is simply the fact that many people just hate squirting stuff into their nose. The final treatment choice for allergies are the allergy shots. Allergy shots are only given after an allergist tests a person to identify what they react to. These shots work along the line of the fabled frog in the pot, where the temperature is turned up slowly enough to cook the frog without the frog jumping out of the pot. Kind of disgusting, actually. In the same way, allergy shots expose a person to a very small amount of the substance causing the allergy and gradually increase the amount over time so that the body starts ignoring it. These shots are given over the course of several years, but they do have a risk of causing a more serious allergic reaction, so they should only be given in the doctor's office. They don't work with every allergy, but they do offer quite a bit of relief, and they do generally work in seasonal allergies. When should you consider getting allergy shots? Bottom line, when you're miserable enough. That's it for today's podcast. Again, the next podcast will cover the issue of more serious allergies. If you have topics that you'd like me to cover, send them to housecalldoctor at quickunddirtytips.com or you can submit them to me on Twitter at housecalldoc or on my Facebook page. And don't forget about my blog, Musings of a Distractible Mind at distractible.org. Let me remind you that this podcast is for informational purposes only. My goal is to add to your medical knowledge and translate some of the weird medical stuff you hear so that when you do go to your doctor, your visits will be more fruitful. I don't intend to replace your doctor. He or she is the one you should always consult about your own medical condition. Catch you next time. Stay healthy. Thank you.